Did you Trevor? What? I'm 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 scared. I think I saw a ghost. What do you want me to do about it? Is there is there anybody I can call? Say who are you gonna call? Um. Yeah. Who am I gonna call? Your your mom? No. No. Who am I? Who am I going? Let me set you up again. I've seen a, go- a ghost. Oh, if only anybody could bust them. Who can I call? Oh, 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 oh. Um, the paramedics. No. Try one more time. Now we rehearse this. Here we go. <clears throat> Trevor, I've seen a good g- 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 ghost. Who can I call to bust them? Luigi. Right, technically, yeah. I guess he yeah, could. he was in that, you know, that game where he was yeah. hunting ghosts. Uh, technically, I can't fault you on this, but you know what we should do, though? We should start the show. You know what show I'm talking about? Retro, Retro Bliss! Bliss. Welcome to yet another fun-filled, amazing, what other adjectives can I throw in here that probably don't apply? Um, sufficient. (laughs) Adequate. Average? Let's say slightly above average if you're, if you're, uh, thinking that it's going to be terrible. We'll exceed your terrible expectations. Oh, I like that. That's our, that's our new new slogan. Yeah. We exceed your terrible expectations here. On Retro Bliss. Thanks for listening to us, everybody. Let's get all the fun stuff out of the way. Please follow, rate, and review us on iTunes. That's how other people come and find us. I believe we have uh, very little reviews on there. We need more people. We need so many more. And, of course, we're also on Stitcher and on SuperVilleComics.com. So give those all a look and a follow, and we would be greatly uh, appreciated. And I try to post something every day on Instagram. So if you're on Instagram, check that out. What's it called on Instagram? Retro Blist. With an ED on the end. So just look it up. You'll find us on there. Trevor does a good job with it. I have my own Instagram at Johnnyism28, but I also do artwork and stuff. So if that's not your uh, cup of candy, then uh, you're a jerk. There, I said it. I just came out and said it. He's an artist, really. We're lucky we can even sit in his presence. <laughs> yeah. You saw what I drew, though. <laughs> I, I probably should be by myself at all times. <laughs> now, Trevor, as alluded to at the beginning, we're going to cover... Something that is iconic, mm-hmm. a property that's iconic, I should say. Uh-huh. You know, it was huge in the eighties because I think it's when it came out. Had uh-huh. two very successful movies, especially the first one. Uh, it spawned. It had a, a cartoons. It had toys. It had all that stuff. Yep. And of course, that's called Ghostbusters. Now, Ghostbusters. That's what you're trying yeah, to get that's me to, what say. I was to say. Who are you going to call? The Ghostbusters. I get it now. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I know. It's th- we got to have a script from now on. That's what we get yeah. from not having scripts. Now, Trevor, what has been your, before we even get into the game, what's been your experiences with Ghostbusters? Well, I was really late to the party with Ghostbusters. Um, and as we continue this podcast, we'll probably discover that. A lot of these iconic movies from the 80s and 90s, I mean, that's when I grew up, but I just didn't see a lot of them until much later. Um and yeah, I saw Ghostbusters for the first time like two years ago. And, uh, so only two years ago? Yeah, two years ago. And really, really liked it. Yeah, see, I, I grew up loving them. 
I've always kind of thought the ghost stuff was, at, at the very least, interesting. So anytime something like that came on, and it was a comedy on top of that, yeah, <laughs> I was on board 100%. So I loved, I loved, I even loved the second one, which most people hate. I love it. I still want to see it. I yeah, I mean, it's so 80s that I just can't help but love it. Um, That's for it's sure. Bill Murray. I mean, come on. Yeah, you got Bill Murray. You got Aykroyd. You got uh, Ramis, and you got Ernie Hudson. That's who your four are playing your characters there. And then you also have Rick Moranis, who's in. Is, is, oh yeah, which is great, and Sigourney Weaver. So these are Quite all big lineup. names. Mm-hmm. These are all big names, and it's creepier than I thought too. Seeing it for the first time in the eighties, I thought as a kid I would have been pretty creeped out. Oh, for sure. <coughs> Excuse me while I cough. He's going to cough, <coughs> and that's what you get here on Retro Bliss is one of us trying not to die <laughs> in the middle of recording. Trevor's walked off because he's still. Call- I hope you guys can hear him. Uh, luckily, if he does die, then I'm guessing he's coming back as a ghost. <laughs> I'm back as Slimer. <laughs> as he's been slimed, <clears throat> but now he's back. Uh, now, Trevor, now, when it comes to Ghostbusters, though, there's one thing that I can say I don't feel ever, growing up, ever kind of went together, and that was video games. Yeah, I didn't, I mean, I didn't really... I knew about the Ghostbusters all growing up, but I don't know that I really ever noticed the games. Um, See, I don't even think I did either, and that's really weird because, you know, growing up there was two franchises I absolutely loved. Ninja Turtles, Ghostbusters. Mm-hmm. I watched those cartoons every Saturday morning, made sure I didn't miss a bowl of cereal in front of me, watching those two shows. So, when any Turtle game came out, I had to at very least rent this game. Oh, yeah. But I don't, I don't remember a single time even thinking there was a Ghostbusters game. Well, you know, there might this might be a good transition. Um, one of the reasons might be is because the Ghostbusters game for the NES, which was the system I had at the time, um, was apparently notoriously bad. Um, and the Sega Master System, which, by the way, is the version of the game we're covering today, in my area, in your area, in this whole state, as far as I know, was basically non-existent. Yeah, I don't know many people who even had a Sega Master System. Right, and this is, this is by the way, uh, Retro Bliss first. This is our first Sega Master System game. And uh, we'll get into a little bit of the background about what that system is. But, but yeah, I mean, I think we both said we saw these games sitting on the shelves. And I always thought they were Genesis games, but then I would pick it up and something about the box just looked different. So I just wasn't sure. So I always always put them back. It was the great box art. Oh, yeah. The box art. You need to. Oh, man. What's the Kung Fu game, Trevor? What's it called? Black Belt. Please look up right now. I want you to just pause the show, Google Black Belt, Sega Master System cover art, and be blown away. Oh, yeah. The. (laughs) For whatever reason, and maybe this is why it never got big in America, the box art that Sega put out for these American box covers is horrendous 90% of the time. I will say, this is how, how I kind of felt. The Nintendo box art for most of their games oversold their games. Right. Because very rarely did you even get anything close to what was on there. I feel these Sega Master ones completely undersold them. Right. They The box art looks way worse than the game itself in most of these games. Um and the crazy thing is, if you look up the Japanese version of Black Belt, for example, it's a really cool like manga anime style uh, box art. But the American version is literally, liter- literally just a foot. It's, it's a, a foot, foot drone coming out from the side, from the left, just a foot, just in the air. I guess because it's supposed to be kicking is what I'm right. assuming. And I'm assuming it's when some sort of uh, what's those things called? The people who, kimono, yeah, or, or something like yeah. that. 
and they're kicking in the air. That's all it is. It is ridiculously bad. And we're not talking about that game, but yeah, just this was our very limited experience with the Master System was seeing these. The boxes were um, white with like a blue grid and then usually really terrible artwork is what the Sega Master System boxes look like. For the most part. For the most part. There were some good ones in America, but... The, like, uh, for example, the Paperboy cover actually looks pretty great. Right. Yeah, it's fine. But that's just... But, you know, overall, though, just from looking at on the couch here to our left, the ones that Trevor has with them, they are notoriously nothing. Let's get, let's get to the game at hand. Ghostbusters. Right. What's so on I the cover of I actually have the Ghostbusters box here for the Sega Master System. It says it's for one player... Ghostbusters, the Mega Cartridge. And then there's just a big paragraph of legal talk. Registered trademark, Ghostbusters, 1984, blah, blah, blah. Right front and center on the box cover. This is what kids are going to see when they walk in the store. And then it does have the cool Ghostbusters logo in the bottom left corner. But come on. I mean, they could have done so much with this this cartridge. And they put legalese right front and center. At the very least, they could have just made the, the logo bigger. Yeah, exactly. Not, it doesn't even t- it takes up maybe a, a, a quarter of the box. And, and I don't want to harp on this, but I truly do not understand. This could be the reason that kids like us never even got a chance to know what the Sega Master System was, because it probably didn't sell in America like it should have because of the terrible, terrible box covers. Well, and the Ghostbusters franchise should have helped sell games just from the name alone. Right. But when your cover art is, is that... It's, it's, it's sad because we we're not going to get into the game just yet, but spoiler, this is definitely better than the NES version. But if you saw the two on the shelf based on the box art, you're going to pick up the NES version. Oh yeah, for sure. But, that's a more popular system, and you're going to assume that it's better in, in some way, for right. whatever reason. Would you like me to read the back of the box here? I would like that more than anything. Okay, so the back of the box for Ghostbusters 1987 Sega Master System. And by the way, it's actually uh, developed by Sega, which, from what I can tell from my very recent understanding of the Sega Master System... I believe you mean Sega! Sega Master System, is they developed about, oh, 99% of the games for the system, it seems. Makes sense. So, Ghostbusters, from the back of the box. Starting your own Ghostbusters business is tough. It takes a lot of money. <laughs> that's for sure. That's coming, That's That's going to be coming back. A lot of equipment. To hold you. <laughs> <laughs> Boo. And lots of hard work. But someone's got to do it. Besides, look at the rewards. You get to drive some of the world's hottest cars. Like a hearse. <laughs> and play with the latest high-tech equipment. Like super ion beams, laser confinement systems, and image intensifiers. Oh my gosh. It's all your favorite things from the movie, in Yeah, other that's words. what I want to play with. You get to get closer than anyone's ever been to the ominous Marshmallow Man. Oh, man. Uh, And best of all, if you're lucky, you'll meet face-to-face with the ghost leader of the universe, Gorza. Gorza. So, if you're tired of your regular old job... What 12-year-old kid in the 80s had a regular job? I don't know. Anyways, why not sign on as the Ghostbusters? Oh, no, no, I read that wrong. Why not sign on as a Ghostbuster? Oh. Okay. Yeah, it makes sense. And found and find out what a real job is. Oh, so that's what real work is. That's what real work is. Real yeah. work is going out and catching ghosts, which are things that some people don't even believe exist. <laughs> oh, and, a, and according to the logo at the bottom, and maybe this was Sega's Master System, uh, what's the word, quote, now there are no limits. So, Sega! No limits with the Sega Master System. 
There are no limits, but there, there kind of are. Yeah, there kind of are. And lim- yeah. there are limits in this game, and that is cash flow. <laughs> so yeah, we're, we're not reviewing the Master System itself right now, but this is our first Master System game. And spoilers, there's going to be more, because I've kind of gone overboard with my addictive nature and have a few now. Now, Trevor, if I was going to tell you there's going to be a Ghostbusters game, what kind of game would you first picture it being? Uh, well, to be honest, any of these games from the 80s for these 8-bit systems, I think I always just expected a platformer or like an action platformer. And any time it wasn't that, I think as a kid it really threw me off. And maybe it kind of still does today. Well, then you're going to be disappointed with this. <laughs> oh, it's not action platformer? No, it's most certainly not. If I told you there's going to be a Ghostbusters game and that it was mainly going to be a, there's going to be driving involved, top view, like your, uh, what was that game? A spy, spy hunter, spy hunter, like spy hunter, combined with a little bit of Pac-Man. Would you say it's kind of Pac-Man-ish? The map screen, yeah, yeah. And then add to that when you're actually capturing the ghost. I don't even know what to call that. That's the closest to platforming as you're going to get. Is that? It really is a, it's a mixture of elements. It's not any one thing. Um, And before we get any further, you might figure out that I think possibly my opinion of the game is slightly higher than Johnny's. So that's probably going to come out in this. (laughs) Well, I will also say I'm probably going to be harsher just because I love Ghostbusters. So there's so much that this game I felt could have been. But, you know, with that being said, once we figured some things out, it did get a little better. This is a game without getting too deep into it that I totally would not blame someone for thinking was total garbage. But I could also totally see why somebody could get hooked on it if they gave it time. Exactly. I I would not argue with either point. Yeah. Now, we're not getting to the review just yet. Right. But, Trevor, what's the overview of the game? Like, what is your main goals of this game? So, um, part of this we figured out from playing, and part of it, honestly, I had to look up. (laughs) But what you're trying to do is you're... First, you have to choose a vehicle. You have four to choose from. Okay, now let's cover that real quick. You had four different ones. Uh, you start out with an set amount of cash you can spend. $10,000. Okay, so now then you have four cars to choose from. It's the first thing you do. Right. The hearse, which technically is an ambulance, it's what actually was in the movie, is the iconic vehicle from Ghostbusters. Right. Now, then you had like a jalopy car. Then you had a sports car of some sort. I don't remember what the other one was. I don't either right now. But yeah, they ranged from 2000 to... I think over 10000 Maybe it was 10000 I think it was almost right at 10000 You're yeah. pretty much spending all your money, which is a dumb decision. Why right. would you ever get that? Because you need the money. Yeah, uh, pro tip. I think just choose the choose the iconic, was it the Ecto-1? Ecto-1, yeah. Yeah, choose that one every time, I think. it just Besides looking cool, it's just a good over, overall working car, which is what you need for the game. And the price is not that bad. Yeah, it's reasonable, good payments. Now, Trevor, this is a Ghostbusters game, and we're talking about money. Do you think that's going to stop here? This game's all about cash flow. (laughs) (laughs) This is the economic side of ghost busting. This is all about... This, honestly, is probably closer to work than most 12-year-olds are ever going to get. Right. Honestly, this isn't totally a joke. I think this game would teach kids about just how money works better than any game I've ever played. It it really would. Honestly. I mean, that's that's not even a joke. That would help kids learn that, you know, you don't have all the money in the world, first of all. All right. And what you, when you spend money, you got to make money to get money back. You got to do work and job and catch ghosts. And when you let giant marshmallow men destroy the city, you lose part of your money. Just like real Just life. Just like in real yeah. life. Yeah, so. that is by far, if you don't learn anything else, is that giant marshmallow men will destroy buildings. And that comes out of your pocket. Right. Yeah, so 
we won't get into the details about any of it because we want to cover a little history of the game. But, but yeah, you choose your car, which is part of your ten thousand dollars you start with. Then you choose equipment, which we'll get into more later probably. Yeah, but that, the equipment is more vital than anything. It's a huge part of the game. There's a, a lot of equipment to choose from, and then it sets you out on this map of the city, and you choose where you want to go basically. Um, but the goal is to catch a ghost, capture a ghost, capture, tur- capture a turn money. Um, buy new items as you can afford them. But overall, you're trying to earn enough money, $10,000, which is funny. You start with 10000 Anyways, you have to earn $10,000 back before the the PK meter. What does that stand for? I don't remember, but I know what Psychokinesis it is. Psychokinesis something. Who knows? Before the PK meter fills up in the city, you need to earn $10,000 so you can face, um, is it Gorza? Goza something. Goza, yeah. Whoever the main villain is. So that's the... Brief overview of the game. Yeah, that's that's a good point. Now, let's let's start out with the music. I think that's a good place to start. Well, do we want to go into? I have a little bit of history on the game. Do we want to go into that first? Well, let's do the music real quick right. since I already brought it up like an idiot, and then we'll go into. <laughs> so we're gonna start this whole one over like, again. Yeah, like an idiot. just rewind for ten. All right. Now the music, Trevor. What did you think of the music? It's obviously the theme song to Ghostbusters. So. I didn't grow up with the Ghostbusters like you did exactly, but I love the thing. I mean, who can't love the thing? It's so good. Yeah. Um, and they really, I mean, this 8-bit Ghostbusters thing, to be honest, is kind of the only song in the game, isn't it? Yeah, literally, yeah. That's the other thing I was going to say. I hope you like this theme because it's all you're going to hear. <laughs> Which, luckily, I love the theme, and hearing it 8-bit is super cool, but... You literally that's, hear it... That's pretty much it. <laughs> over and over and over and over and over and over. It's the only thing you'll ever hear the whole time, besides sound effects. And if this were the only Master System game I ever played, my estimation would be that the the Master System, as far as sound, is probably about on par with NES. I'd say so, but I would say overall that it I could tell what it was. It was just an yeah. 8-bit version of it, and oh, yeah. it was actually kind of neat from that standpoint. It was pretty cool. So I didn't mind it. The only thing was it was very repetitive. But, but the, what, it was, what else were they going to do? I'll admit I got a little, a little excited with the title screen with that thing kicked in. Yeah, yeah. It's got the little sing-along... Yeah. Oh, yeah. It does yeah. that too. That's a good point too. We yeah. forgot about that. It's got the little, little what you tells you where the words will pop up. You can you can do karaoke with it. Right. You can karaoke the title screen. Now, Trevor, give us some history of this game. Like you mentioned oh. the first time before me, like an idiot, said let's do something else. That's a great idea to do history after we've gotten to the game yeah, itself. That's yeah. good. Yeah. So, this was kind of shocking to me. Uh, this game was designed by David Crane, who some of you may know as the designer of Pitfall, which is a hugely, hugely popular game for the Atari. Um, and A Boy in His Blob for the NES, which was another cult classic, and a bunch of other games. Um, he originally designed it for home computers in 1984, but it later came to various systems, uh, including the NES and the Master System. Um, that Actually, I'm going to stop there with history because I think some of the rest is in my quiz. But that just kind of blew me away. I mean, this guy made Pitfall... Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how I never knew he designed yeah, Ghostbusters. Yeah, Pitfall is an iconic game. I mean, everybody. I think everybody knows Pitfall for the most part, especially if you had a certain age. Well, let's get into the game then, and then we can come back to the history whenever you feel like it. Yeah, whenever I feel like it. <laughs> okay, let's let's talk the look and graphics of the game. So, what was your first impressions of, of the game? Now, I'll give you mine real quick. I thought for what it was and for what they were doing, it was just fine. It didn't yeah. blow me away, but I could tell what everything was. Except for when I was driving and I ran into that thing, it said stop. <laughs> and it blew you up. I think it's like a cement mixer, but or it didn't yeah. really look like anything. 
But other than that, like the ghosts look like ghosts, Slimer looks like Slimer, the car looks like the car, the guys look like Ghostbusters. So overall, I thought the look of it was fine. Yeah, I did too. And um, I, you know, the Master System is an eight-bit system, and uh, this was a game released in 1987, which was pretty early on. So I think, considering that, I'd not played the NES version, but to me, it looked easily on par with with NES games. Um, probably, it probably looks quite a bit better than the NES version of this game, to be honest. Um, it probably does. I mean, I, I haven't seen that one to compare it. The, I thought the car looked really cool. Um, just the level detail in the car is more than I would expect from an 8-bit game. That yeah. might be the raw power of the unlimited Sega Master System coming out. <laughs> um, Sega! The, like the city and the buildings look cool, which is good because, my goodness, you're going to be driving through them constantly. Um, now, let's... Now, let's tell them how the game actually plays. All right. As soon as you buy all your stuff, like we said, you're popped up onto a map, an overview of New York City. Right. Well, there's buildings everywhere. Uh, your your main base of your home, I forgot what that building's called, but wherever you put the ghost. GQ? The, yeah, Not GQ. That don't make sense. <laughs> this the I think that's what they called it, though. <laughs> ghost Quarters? Yeah, maybe it is Ghost maybe Quarters. Maybe Ghost Quarters. Ghost HQ. GHQ. Okay. So you got that? Or what if it's like... <laughs> GQ for ghosts. It's like a magazine of really fascist fashion. Did you just say fascist ghosts? I think I did. I was trying to say fashion savvy, but fashionist. We're going to leave that in there. Yeah, let's leave it. You know what I mean. All ghosts are fascist. Right. (laughs) And so you drive around in like this area that looks like that's an overview. It really reminded me a lot of uh, Pac-Man because... As you're driving around the map, little dots go behind you. Right. Yeah, and it's worth noting that the we didn't look anything up about this game. I didn't look up how to play it. But it was a little confusing at first. But this map is really, it is just a map. And what you're doing is when you're traveling on this map, you leave little dots behind when you go. And basically what that means is the more dots you leave behind, the further you're going to have to travel once you actually try to go into a building. Right. So Now, Trevor, when do you know when to go to a building, though? So... From the best we could tell, the buildings that flash red have ghost activity. And so we always headed to those buildings. Um, so if you have to drive across the city map to get to it, you're going to have a very long driving sequence ahead of you. So that's the other thing. Once you've picked your destination, the next scene is you driving a car uh, a la Spy Hunter. Yeah, very Spy Hunter style. You were much better at that than I was. I constantly ran into stuff <laughs> like crazy. You were driving like the, the pedestrians were in this game, or the yes. citizens. Yeah, they did not drive... <laughs> They swerved from left to right like they were hideously drunk the whole time. If I based New York City on this game, then I would just assume everybody's drunk the whole time. <laughs> it was pretty funny. Yeah, the All the cars that are on the road with you are just swerving all over the place. Not just lightly swerving. I mean, they're literally just going Yeah, from insane. side to side. Yeah, going insane. But, yeah. Now, I, also, <laughs> when you're driving, there's little ghosts that float around, and we found out later that you can actually capture those if you get right. the right equipment. Yeah, the... Yeah, these ghosts flying around, we couldn't do anything with them. And then I bought the ghost vacuum, and if you drive into them, you actually suck them into your uh, Ecto-1. But now, while driving well is important, though, is because, like we said before, this is a money-based game. Anytime you wreck your car, you're losing money. Yep. I think it's a 1000 bucks every time you wreck your car. I lost a lot of money. Which is a lot of money in this game, because the whole point of the game is to get $10,000. Oh, man, yeah, so... The further you travel on the map, the more you're going to have to drive. And you're going to be driving a lot already. Let me go and give a pro tip. And I tried to talk Johnny into this, but since he hates everything I stand for, he didn't listen to me. <laughs> um, 
for like 500 bucks, you can buy just a basic ghost trap. So I guess one option will be to buy a bunch of those so you don't have to keep driving back to the headquarters. But the other option is to save up for what they call the, um, I don't know, it's $8,000 trap. And just do that as soon as you can because you never have to empty it. You never have to go back to headquarters to empty your trap, which means you don't have to drive, do this driving sequence so much. Because um, if, you, if you do what me and Johnny were trying to do the first time, you're going to be driving back to headquarters every 10 seconds to empty the trap. That's, yeah, that's a good point. Because yeah. every time you bust ghost, if you don't have that, you do have to go back to right. GHQ. Which is kind of neat that it, well, it simulates economy again. Because I yeah. assume the money you're spending when you drive is for gas. Right. Um, now, how you make money, though, is when you go to those flashing buildings and you actually capture ghosts. Right. You do make money. And also, I think you make money when you're capturing ghosts while you're driving, too. Yeah, with the vacuum, you can capture ghosts and make money while you're driving. So it's got the economy. It's trading ghosts for blowing your car up. And, and like in real life, it's a harsh economy. Very harsh. Because you lose money at every turn. You lose money every time you wreck. You lose money when you bump into the... On the map, there's the... What is it? The gatekeeper and the key holder? Is that what they're called? Yeah, yeah in the movie, is Rick Moranis and Sigourney Weaver. Right. And yeah. they're constantly walking around the map. And if you run into them, you lose money. And there's right. also ghosts on the map who, when all four of them come together, form the Stay Puft Marshmallow oh, Man. Oh, man. And he destroys the building every time. And that just eats your it money Decimates out. your money. Destroys your money completely. And anytime that happens, you're pretty much done for. Second pro tip. And we figured this out the hard way, so I'm saving you some heartache. Get the $8,000 ghost trap as soon as you can. But first thing, buy the ghost bait. <laughs> And don't waste it like I did on stupid ghosts just normally. <laughs> so your PK meter, it starts out one color, goes another color. We sound, we sound like uh, guys trying to, you know, on late night television trying to sell stuff. Yeah. <laughs> get, you got to get your ghost bait. And just coming in ghost bait, only $39.99. $39.99. order now, bait. we're going to throw in five more packs of ghost bait and free shipping. <laughs> but yeah. But don't waste your ghost bait until the PK meter turns red and the stafe puffed guy starts coming out. Because what you want to do is keep the ghost from congregating together. Because yeah, once four come together, like I said, that's when he's going right. to show up. But he won't show up until the PK meter turns red. So once that starts happening, use your ghost bait to keep your ghost separated. Yeah, just I mean, this is just you know, this just makes perfect sense. It's common Everybody sense. Should know this stuff. It's obvious. Growing up is the first thing I was taught. I learned that before I could talk or walk. Right, because if. If you let the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man destroy a building, you're done, pretty much. Yeah, because as soon as he takes out one building, he's going to start coming up a lot. Right. I mean, you're not going to be able to stop him. He's going to keep coming at you and coming at you. So, yeah, Johnny basically tore me away from the screen and hit me over the head with a two-by-four. Because mm-hmm. I wanted to... See, once I figured this out with the whole ghost bait thing, I thought, I can do it this next time. I can face Gorza Cheese, or whatever her name is. <laughs> <laughs> or Gonzola Cheese. There's some cheese in there. But yeah, but yeah, he's like, no, nah, we're done. But yeah, there's just not a hope and a prayer until you figure out the whole ghost bait thing. Right. Yeah. Now, so we've done it. What about the actual capturing, the actual capturing of the ghost? I was. Yeah, you were better at that. Yeah, You'd that part that. I really liked, and there's not a lot to it, to be fair. But the the gist of it is, you have two of the Ghostbusters in a trap. You pick where you want to set your trap as these ghosts are floating above you, and then you push a button to control one of them. And then you shoot out your beams up. And then once you get him where you want, you push the button again and you'll control the other guy and you set up his beams. And the idea is to drag the ghost into the middle or when you can shoot the trap up and it'll actually capture them. Right. See, I don't even know what to compare that to, but it's... It's very different. Yeah. I don't... I don't. I can't think of anything off the top of my head that that, that reminded me of. I kind of 
dug it in a way. It was very yeah. different, especially for a, I don't want to say simpler, like I'm putting it down. Yeah. A simpler system, really. Well, yeah, it was real simple, but just to be one part of the game, I thought it was pretty neat. Yeah. You know what it felt like? It was like herding sheep. You're herding the yeah, ghost. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think we even said that at one point. Yeah. Like, you got to get them on, like, because you get mad if, like, you had three of them, then the fourth one kind of went off on his own. Yeah. <laughs> Which I did every single time. Get on back over here, ghost! And so if you let even one ghost escape, he will come and just... Slime you or whatever. Slime you or eat you or whatever. You fall to your, on your back like you're dead. And I did that almost every time. And then you have to go back to GHQ for your ghost magazine sheet. Yes. Before you can come back. That's that's the, that's kind of the gist of the whole game right there, though. Yeah. Yeah, it kind of is. And really, that's about all we saw. Um, we were on the map screen, catching ghosts, going back to GHQ... Um, buying new items, you know, I finally figured out to buy this $8,000 ghost trap, <laughs> but then the Stay Puff guy would come and kill us. Yeah. Um, we never got to the boss. I, I did look ahead just a little bit. So, what we've explained to you so far, well, there's the driving, there's riding around on the map, trying to pick the shortest way, I guess, to go. There's buying new items, and then there's the ghost trapping part, Johnny explained. Oh, there is no Johnny, there's only Zool. That Zool explained. Um... But then there's apparently at least two more sections to the game. One is actually once Zul, I guess, resurrects or whatever, you have to go to the building, the Zul headquarters, and you have to fight the Stay Fuss Marshmallow Man. And then once you do that, you actually have to climb this tower, which looked really hard from what I was looking at. <laughs> Again, we didn't make it that far because we're quitters. But <laughs> so you have to go all the way up to this tower to we're face the final boss, uh, Gorza. Okay. So that's that's the idea, but you got to get ten thousand dollars and not let the stay puff marshmallow in there. It, it sounds very difficult. Destroy the city, yeah. So I guess it's time to kind of give our overall review of this game, Trevor. Now, out of ten slimers, how many slimes do you give this? <sighs> this game's so hard to review because it's not it's not a cut and dry platformer or anything. And again, I could see this being hated. Here's 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 the best thing I can say about it is I want to try it again. Now that I kind of know what to do, I want to try to beat it. I think I can do it, and I want to try. So I can't give it a horrible review since I'm willing to play it again. But I admit that it's it's got some flaws to it. Um, You know, I'm just going to go middle of the road with five Slimers out of ten. Okay, I'm going to give a very similar review. I know you feel like I hate it more than you, but I don't think I do. Uh, this is a beloved franchise to me. This game was alright. I didn't hate it. I'm going to give you two reviews, and here's the first one's going to be my overall review as a game. Yeah. I'm going to give it a five, like you said. Like I could see myself playing again. I mm -hmm. didn't detest it, but obviously it didn't stand out to me either. Like I can play Ninja Turtle games any day of the week, and yeah. I'm happy. I don't see that with this. Uh, the, all the different sections, when you put them together, though, there's really not a lot to it to me. It is. It is a little repetitive, and I imagine once you've beaten it once, I'm not sure how much appeal there's going to be to come back. Right. Now, the second review I'm going to give it is as an educational game, like you said. Oh, yeah. I honestly do feel that this game could be great if, let's say, you have a little kid, and you, for whatever reason, you get them on one of the Ghostbusters movies, and they love those, uh -huh. but you want to teach them like, economy and money. Uh -huh. This is almost perfect for that. I mean, yeah. you wouldn't believe how much there's in this with money. When it, It's very educational money-wise, yeah. which is really odd to say. <laughs> Cold, harsh economy yeah. is very accurate in this game. <laughs> so... So for that, I want to give it like a seven as an educational game. As an economy game. game? Yeah, as an educational game. This is a seven. Well, that's that's fair. Yeah, and for me, I think, I don't know if we've ever said what our rating system is, but I think a five is very, it's middle of the road. It's average. A five yeah. is not bad. It's just, 
Very average. I think if we get below a five, then that's when you need to really decide yeah. if you want to play it or not. Yeah, this this game's not for everyone. Because um, we actually do love some bad games, and I'm not going to give them below a five. Right. Even if they are bad, just because they're still fun. If I enjoy playing a game, I can't see it, yeah. yeah. Now, Trevor, we're going to start introducing little new things every once in a while on this show. Now, Ghostbusters, you know, the movie and the game, also had its very own cartoon. Did you ever see the cartoon? It's called The Real Ghostbusters. I don't think I even knew it existed growing up. I obviously did. Like I said before, I watched this Ninja Turtles growing up. So I thought it would be perfect for us to review quickly an episode of... We just randomly picked an episode on YouTube and just watched it and played it. Yep. Now, the cartoon was obviously in the late 80s, early 90s, around that era. I think looks it, was, it for yeah. sure. Looks it for sure. Oh, yeah. Uh, the humor and stuff definitely fits that. But now, I want to ask you, as a guy who didn't even know this existed, what were your overall feelings of the, of the cartoon? I think we watched the very first episode. Let me let me give the gist for those, because there are some people who love this cartoon. Yeah. Uh, there were there Slimer is with the guys. He goofs up and lets out these other ghosts that they'd already captured, and those ghosts decide that they're going to make the Ghostbusters look bad and pretend that they're all other Ghostbusters, and are getting them beating the ghost the actual Ghostbusters to their jobs, even though they're just capturing themselves technically over and over again. Yeah, <laughs> and then they end up letting loose an even bigger ghost who was if I was like five, it would terrify me. Right. So what overall? What's your overall view of this episode? I think I would have loved the show if I'd known about it. It reminded me of the Ninja Turtles, but like Johnny, me and Johnny were talking, the Ninja Turtles cartoon from the 80s just doesn't hold up at all anymore. It's, it's It saddens my heart to say that the Ninja Turtles cartoon from the 80s is very hard to watch again. But as I was watching this episode, I, my first thought was, I want to watch more of these. Right, It's it holds up. I mean, it's cheesy. There's a pun. Every other sentence is a pun. But that's okay. The animation was very good. The um, character designs the characters were, were good. Very yeah, great. the monsters had were all very distinct, had their own designs. The people looked very different in design. The regular so, humans were more disturbing than the monsters. I thought almost always. Yeah, uh, you know the all the guys had their own little personalities and stuff. I, Slimer was great. Yeah, even though he didn't really he couldn't talk, but yeah, he was still great. I can see kids loving Slimer. That's why Slimer got so big. It's the kind of cartoon they don't make anymore. That tells a story from beginning to end. You know, like a Looney Tunes cartoon. As simple as it is, it's a story from beginning to end and then it's done. And what happened before doesn't matter anymore. Yeah, It's simple, but it's fun. They spent time on the art. They spent time on the setting. They just don't... I guess it's too... It's not cost effective to make this kind of cartoon anymore. That's, that's what I would think. I wish I would have looked into the history of this show, but I didn't. Because we just want to keep this really short reviews when we yeah. do these. Uh, the, so the story overall was fine. There's parts of it that are actually pretty goofy and humorous oh, yeah. to me. Like I said before, some of these guys... And I remember this cartoon from when I was younger. Like, I thought if I was even younger and too young to watch this, it would really be scary. Because yeah. like, the very main bag on this one was terrifying. Yeah, he was like a creature that morphed into a jack-in-the-box and a monkey with a clashing cymbals. Yeah. And, yeah, he was at an yeah. abandoned toy factory. And he started out as just a, a weird-looking eye, pretty much. And then he morphed into that. Yeah. So it was it was a creepy, creepy yeah. show. But overall, I really liked it. Oh yeah, I think um, I think it holds up, which is impressive. Yeah. It's it's probably the turtles were the best part of my childhood. So it pains me to say this, but it's probably better than the turtles cartoon was in the eighties. I'll say growing up, turtles was better than this. But now, as an adult, right. this is better than turtles. You're right. Just from an overall, I would watch it again thing. All right, Trevor, I think it's time for what everybody's here for. 
Actually, I have a special surprise before we have what everybody's here for. Again, this is why we gotta <laughs> have scripts. That made me look like an idiot. That's what I try to do. So yeah, <laughs> I found, of course we didn't see the ending of this game, but I found a screenshot of the ending to the NES version, Okay. which was apparently riddled with flaws and grammatical errors. So, <laughs> so I'm going to read you as soon as I find my uh, phone. This is very professional, very professional. I promise uh, we're going to do better. I can't really promise that. This, this okay, is, this is all you're ever here it is. Here's the ending screen to the NES version of the game, which again is inferior to this masterpiece we just played. But <clears throat> let me just say it's text, so that way he's just reading his text. Yeah, I'm just reading it. You don't need to see this. So it's all caps. So I need to yell it, I guess. <clears throat> I don't even know if I can read this. I'm going to try. Congratulation! You have completed a great game and proved. The justice of our culture. Now go and rest our heroes. That's it. Now, when he said congratulation, that's literally what it says. There's an L in there. It's congratulation. <laughs> Completed a great game. So yeah, that was the heart-rendering uh, ending to the NES version of Ghostbusters. It'd be well worth bidding that game to get that. Right. I don't think we'll ever play the NES version, so I thought I would share that now. I love that. Trevor, now. Is it now? Can I, can I do this now? Yeah, you can do it now. Actually, I have another... I'm just kidding. Oh, I'm just kidding. All right. Now it's time for Bliss Quiz. Bliss Quiz, yeah. I guess I'll start first. Okay. Trevor, what... Okay, all mine are about the movie, so I'm just going to give you the heads up. The very first movie. All right, ready? Okay. Uh, what was the original title for Ghostbusters? Was it A, Ghost Finders? Was it B, Ghost Smashers? Or was it C, Ghost Looker Fours? What was the first choice again? Ghost Finders. I want to go with that one. Nope. Oh. Incorrect. Ghost Smashers. I kind of like that better. Was what it was originally going to be called. Sweet. Okay. Here's a good one. Johnny, which of these is true about the original production of the game? Okay. From the great David Crane. It was based on an incomplete game called Car Wars. <laughs> Most of the game was finished by the time Crane saw the movie. Or the entire last week of development was spent just on the opening screen with the Ghostbusters theme playing. Oh man, I want to say all the above. I want to say I want to say you pulled what I had to usually do to you. That's ridiculous and true. I, was, I wanted it to be true. <laughs> <laughs> Something cool was uh, yeah. So it was based on this game he didn't complete called Car Wars. I love that he never even watched the movie until afterwards. He, he watched the movie when it was almost finished, and ideas like the ghost vacuum were never in the movie. But that's why those things are in there. I really want to know if that's where they got the ideas for Luigi when he's in his mansion. Yeah, the Luigi's mansion yeah, with the ghost. That's my first thought. It's like, it's a me, a Mario. There's a ghost in here. Put him back at you. That's a good point. Yeah. But yeah. And a good and a good Luigi. You forgot to no, call that's, him. That was a terrible Luigi. <laughs> no, it was good. I'm kidding. All right. But yeah, uh, I had another point here. I've destroyed it. That's what I did. All right, it doesn't matter then. All right, go on. All right, 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 right number two. The Stay Puff Marshmallow Man in the movie. Was made out of blank. You got to fill in this blank. I'm not going to give you any clues. Now, the part I'm talking about is, you know, when they defeat him in the uh -huh. movie, spoiler alert, the Ghostbusters win. Oh. And he's falling down to the to the people below. You know, you see all the marshmallows yeah. everywhere. What was that? Well, if it was based on this game movie, Cash Money, <laughs> that would be the reward. Um, 
I'm going to guess it was... Supposed to look like supposed to look like marshmallows. Yeah, marshmallows is too easy. I was just going to say marshmallows. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Whipped cream? No, you're, you're not too far off. Shaving cream. Shaving cream. Oh, yeah. that makes sense. So that's what all it was. It was smashing all these people. Okay. Johnny. Yes, it's my name. With over 5,000 votes. Oh, goodness. On the website IMDb. Uh-huh. What is the average score that the real Ghostbusters cartoon received? Oh. That's the cartoon we just did a mini-review of. Okay. On this episode. Right. Uh, let me Just let me guess. I don't I'm just going to let you guess. If you get within half a point, I'll give you a, a pat on the back. Oh, I, I need one of those. That's what, and theirs is one of ten, right? Yes. Um, I'm going to give this... Well, they're really harsh on stuff, too. So I'm yeah, going to go... Are. 6.4. Well, you don't get a pat on the back. Oh. Actually, 7.7. 7. I wanted to go 7.5, but I felt like uh, that they're always harsh on stuff. That's why I knocked it down. <laughs> well, you shouldn't have doubted yourself. I know. I should have that's, where my gut That's was. really high. This is a well-respected cartoon. Yeah. A, so. That's a great sentence, too. A, yeah. Well-respected cartoon. You don't hear that every day. That's the title of my autobiography coming out soon. A well-respected man. Yeah. <laughs> Who is kind of adequate at times. Yeah. Trevor, you ready for the last one? Eh. Nah, you're getting it anyway. Okay. How did Dan Aykroyd, well, you know who he is, he was uh-huh. one of the Ghostbusters, and obviously a fam- he was on Saturday Night Live, a famous movie guy. Right. How did he come up with the idea for Ghostbusters? I'm not going to give you anything. You just oh. Give me a, give what your best guess. If you're within point two points. <laughs> I'm going <laughs> I'm going to guess that he played the unfinished prototype for Car Wars by David Crane. <laughs> I wish. That would be amazing. That would be, that would be awesome. But actually... He apparently loves the paranormal stuff and has a family history of it. His great grandfather was a 19th century uh, psychic investigator. Huh. Well, that's cool. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's very different and weird. Yeah. But it kind of makes sense in a way. That is cool. Because he's a you know he's a comedian and he does that yeah. stuff. You got one more? Yeah, and I just remembered a point I was going to make. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> the um. The funny thing about David Crane not even seeing the movie till the game was about finished. <laughs> that's not that's not the funny part. Oh. Uh, reviews for the game at the time said that it was the most faithful reproduction of Ghostbusters and that it really captured the feel of the show. Which the funny thing is, I kind of I mean, what you're doing Huh. I mean, I don't know, maybe it's just the music, but what you're doing made me think about Ghostbusters at least. Technically the whole technically everything you do in it is what they did in the movie. They right. drove to places in the car. And they captured Ghost. Which is pretty impressive considering he didn't even know about the movie. Yeah, and you had those two characters walk around who were key to bringing back the main bad guy. Yeah. And uh, you had the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man. I say he wasn't that far off. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, anyways, that was neat. So, your final question. <laughs> I hope this isn't our worst episode yet. <laughs> uh, it's our best. Yes. So, I need you to pick an item. Okay, I'll do that. This is from the... 15 purchasable items in the game. Gotcha. Which, by the way, the Sega Master System had a lot more items than the NES version. Yeah, take that, Nintendo. So I'm going to give you three examples of items, and I just want you to pick out the most expensive one. I'm going to. You said this was an educational economic game. so That's right. So was it the turbocharger, which made your car go faster so you didn't spend so much time driving? Right. The laser confinement system, which was the special trap that I mentioned, or the marshmallow sensor? Oh, man, which I could remember. I feel like it's the marshmallow sensor. That's what I want to go with. You did as badly as you possibly could. Good. Because that was only $800. And That's I'm not, expensive to me. 
I don't know. I'm not really sure I see the point of that. That just lets you know when the Marshmallow Man's coming. Then you can't but stop anyway. You know he's going to come anyways if you let the ghost get together. So just stop the ghost. Um, no, the laser confinement system was $8,000. Oh, that's so easy money. Of those items, it's the most expensive. There you go. Well, that's great. <laughs> what, a, what a finish. What a finish. Yeah. We started hot, and we were getting right out of the gate quick and fast. Yeah. And then we, got, we our horses got a broken leg. <laughs> you know what that means. Shotgun time. <laughs> Glue factory. I don't, hopefully they don't do that anymore. This has got to be a different way. Surely. I don't know anything I about hope Elmer's doesn't still make glue that way. I'm trying to save our butts because I don't... I actually do like horses and yeah. all animals. Truly we do. like everything. Just don't yeah. sue us ever. <laughs> well, because you're just going to get a Nintendo collection. You're going to inherit some debt <laughs> and a, an yeah. old game collection. <laughs> well, thanks for listening to us on this episode of Retro Bliss. We're glad you joined us. And like we said at the beginning, you know, follow us on all your social medias. Or medias, or medias, however you want to pronounce it. And I never pronounce things correctly. Nope. So, this is Johnny Townsend, and he's... Trevor Franklin. And we would like to say, well, thank you for listening. And please go rate, review, subscribe, and say hello to your ghosts when you see them. And because of this game, you will be able to not only capture any ghosts that you see, but you'll know how much money you're going to lose when you just do anything at all. Ghost bait. Laser confinement system. That's all I have to say. Ghost bait, laser defilement system. That's all you need. And it's $49.99. Over and out. Thank you. We gotta get a script. Let's delete this episode. Yeah, this, this is stupid. This was dumb. No one's ever gonna hear this. I hate ghosts. I don't even like doing I don't even like you. What are we doing here? I don't even know either. I would have <laughs> get out of my house. Can you reach the computer from here? No. I have to roll. You're going to hear me roll over to the computer to stop this. I'm looking for a new co-host if anybody's interested. Just FYI. Stop with you now.